All right, all right. It's your wonderful host, Demian, back with another episode of English and Coffee. And today, I'm recording from my mother's house. It's been an interesting series of events. Um, I'm not going to say it's unfortunate events, but uh, events that, you know, always lead us to something new. So um, I'll talk a little bit about that, what's going on with me and my situation, and then we'll um, get into uh, a topic that I had uh, picked out for today's conversation. So I'm sipping a McFrapp, needed something cool for this hot evening. Um, it's got a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of cream. It's a mocha frap. It's a small. It's melting nicely here, so I have a nice uh, slather or whatever you want to call this drink. As you can hear, it's got the, the frothy the frothy taste to it. But um, go ahead and take your um, customary sip. And let's do this thing. All right, so as I said, I'm out here at my mother's house recording this podcast. Why? Well, because my battery died. Uh, my battery died as I was cutting the grass. You know, every two weeks I go out here and cut the grass. So my battery died, and I had, uh, well, before it had died, I was cutting the grass. I rolled the window down, but, you know, you have to cut the car on auxiliary to turn the power source on to put the window down. So when I had cut the car on auxiliary, I had left it on auxiliary when I put the window down, so I'd never cut it off. So the battery had been running auxiliary power for like, I don't know, two or three hours. So when I finally got around, got done to cutting the grass, I went to start my car and then I noticed that the key was already in the on position. So I was like, OMG, this thing is going to be dead. And that's exactly what happened. I turned it and then it said, Broom, and I was like, uh, but before I could even, you know, process, process what was going on, one of the neighbors in the area had already seen me, they heard the car, and they came over, they had a jump box, they cranked it, car started right up. But, here's the thing. When they cranked my car up, they had only let it charge for a few seconds. And after that, it had, um, I went, drove it, let it run, but the connector, you know, the red cord or whatever, the red connector, the, the, the positive, wasn't secured. So it was basically running off the alternator. So we were running the car off the alternator and not charging the battery. So while the car was running, the cable had a loose connection and it wasn't charging. So when I cut the car off and went to cut it back on, it was dead again. So I said, O-M-G. But fortunately, I'm in a good place. Um, my mother doesn't live too far from an auto parts store. Can't do anything with it in the middle of the night. I also have roadside service on my phone. So I actually just need a jump to be able to get to the auto parts store in the morning buy a new battery batteries are one of those things that you never stop paying for i mean they go out on you in the most unexpected of places but the thing is this is the ideal situation like if the battery had to go out this is where you would want it to go out you wouldn't want to be on the side of the road you'd want to be at your mom's house in a nice neighborhood street lights um with plenty of good people around um supports and things that can help you um, and then, like I said, the auto shop isn't even five miles from her house. So worst case scenario, I could take a cab up there, get a battery, bring it right back, call the roadside, let them jump me, drive it over there, call one of my friends, have them take me over there, get a battery, have them come over here, jump my car, I could drive over there. So we've got multiple options to solve this, this little dilemma. But somewhere in the back of my mind, I got to think that I was already planning ahead because I brought my stuff to record the podcast and I brought my game right and i have internet and i have my phone and i have my charger so i'm like prepared so maybe 
deep down in the recesses of my mind, I had already planned for something like this. Maybe I'd already known that something like this would happen. It's strange. I mean, just the way things happen sometimes. I mean, you never know, but it never hurts to be prepared. So what have I gained from this? What have I learned from this? Like I said, the lady had a jump box. So I'm definitely going to buy a jump box. And um, I was just driving, when I was driving the car, I was like, yeah, I need to get a jump box. And no sooner than I cut my car off, I'm like, okay, the jump box would have been ideal in this situation because as I cut the car off, needed another jump, could have had a jump box. But didn't have it. Uh, we will have it after we get uh, everything squared away tomorrow. I'll go by Lowe's, pick up one of those boxes, charge it, keep it in the car. But um, we'll take another sip and then we'll switch over to what uh, today's podcast was supposed to be about. All right. So, excuse me. I was thinking earlier today when I was at home. They have this thing I was watching on uh, YouTube. I wasn't watching a video on it, but something had reminded me of it. And it's where people do this thing called roasting. You know, they, they slam kids in high school. You know, high school is one of those places where it could be difficult on a child, especially one that has self, low self-esteem. Because, you know, kids like to taunt, like to make jokes. If somebody's a little chubby, they make fun of their weight. If they have a long head, if they're looking odd, if their eyes are too far apart. People can be cruel. Kids can be cruel. They joke, do a lot of name-calling. Um, but now they have this thing called roasting people where they just deliberately go in on people and just say the worst things to try to make the per make everybody laugh at the person, their appearance. So they're joking things like, you know, their forehead, their clothes, you know, their house, their mom, any and everything to just roast somebody. Sometimes, um, people can't handle that and they, you know, they cry and, you know, they retaliate, they start fighting or they end up having, you know, psychological issues later just because it's so brutal. I mean, when you got half the school sitting there calling your names and laughing at you, I mean, it, that could set you back. I mean, I've never personally experienced anything like that, but that's what the kids are doing now. So I'm glad I went to school when I did. But one of the things that I uh, do remember doing when I was in school is we used to have this thing called a, uh, a slam book. And a slam book was basically a book where you would say something like, I wish or so-and-so is silly, and then you would write all these negative things in this book, and then you would pass this book around and have people write things in this book. So you might just say, like, Steve. Then everybody would write things in there about Steve, just slamming Steve or Mary or Sarah. Um, it was something that went around the school, and then they had uh, suspended kids if they wrote these slam books. If they found you with a slam book, you would get suspended because it was one of those negative things. So I guess that was the early the early stages of roasting and I imagine even further back uh, maybe when my parents went to school people before then they had different things but I think this is just a reoccurring theme you know things that people do kids especially when they're trying to find themselves um, a lot of times they look at negative ways to do it but with that it made me think of um, put downs you know um, and how negative they could be on somebody's um, self-esteem you know a lot of the people that i work with you know that i've been dealing with have been put down all their life you know from their parents you know from school police system you know just a lot of letdowns and put downs you know being told they they won't amount to anything being told that they're not worth anything they can't do anything and what happens is people start to believe it so i've never been one to engage in these negative behaviors because i always try to you know uplift people but a lot of times people just you know they bring that negativity they just 
thrive on it. They just put people down and somehow, indirectly, I guess it makes them feel better about themselves. But normally, nine times out of ten, when you have someone putting someone down, it's because the person doing it already has low self-esteem, so they're trying to make themselves feel better about it by talking about somebody. You know, so it's really just this vicious cycle. So a lot of times, like, that even goes with uh, bullies in school. You know, they're bullying kids about what they have on or, you know, the rich kid and trying to take money from the kid because they don't have it. You know, they're just kids with messed up personalities, low self-esteem, even worse issues than the person that they're bullying. But what happens sometimes is that the person, uh, like I said, they retaliate. It's where you hear a lot of the uh, school shootings, the mass shootings at school where they go in and, you know, you got some little sixth grader blowing half of his class away, you know, the teacher too. And it's like, well, dang, how did the kid get to that point? Well, it's just because everybody can't handle that type of pressure. You know, it's already, it's already tough enough. If you remember going to school, you know, you want to put on cool clothes. You want to put on some decent shoes. You got to have your hair just right, you know got to say the right things you don't want to say nothing silly get laughed at in class teacher calls you up you know you got to go up there you don't want to get the question wrong it's just a difficult time for a lot of people in those early childhood years those formative years uh, when you just really try to find yourself but if you experience some type of emotional trauma through that process then you could see that um, appear as people become adults uh, you see it in their relationships. Maybe you got some girl who's always asking for validation from others. You know, she might put on some clothes and look nice in the mirror, but she needs to hear it 50 times just so she feels good about herself because she looks in the mirror, she hates herself. Maybe maybe her mom, people close to her, her aunt, joked her about her weight, told her she was too skinny, so she just starts to develop this complex. Same with males, you know, if it's a little guy or something like that and he wants to be big and all of his friends, you know, are lifting weights, he's the skinniest guy in the room, they're probably going to joke him. You know, say he's, you know, looks like a scarecrow and different things like that, so he can start to have a complex, probably start to use steroids and develop unhealthy eating habits to try to make himself appear bigger. But even when he does get bigger, mentally he's still small. So then he looks in the mirror and then you have that whole body dysmorphia and those kind of disorders where people have, you know, the bulimia and the anorexia. So, I mean, I guess it gets deep, you know, didn't mean to go all down the mental health uh, spiral. But when you talk about put downs and emotional trauma, I mean, those are the things that come about from it. Um, do you remember uh, what happened in your school, what kind of things kids did that may have not been so favorable? Um, maybe you participated in there, maybe you didn't, but um, I'm sure every school has had one or two situations where it was just not in the best interest of someone's self-esteem. Um, behaviors in school, sometimes you'll even find it in a workplace, an adult workplace, um, because those people that were putting people down in school, you know, they grow up and they go to jobs, they get in relationships and they do the same thing with their spouses and partners and co-workers and so on and so forth. Um, I don't know. But I was just thinking about that today. I, I said, you know, I'll bring that up, you know, in the podcast. I'll talk about it and just to see what your thoughts are on the matter. I mean, think back, you know, can you think of any situations where people were using put downs or trying to make people feel bad about themselves and if so what would you have liked to see done differently I mean how would you have liked to correct the situation maybe you were the person that was being picked on maybe you're the one that was doing the picking I don't know but it's just food for thought I'm going to uh, finish off this little coffee here and then probably go in the house there mom's house uh, take a shower and 
eat some good food. I believe she made some cube steak, and we're going to watch some more of that uh, show I was telling you about, Black Summer. Play the game after that, and then in the morning, i got to get up and go get the um, the battery, situ square, uh, battery situation squared away so I can be back home for my uh, call with my friend overseas so we can practice our language. But on that one, I'll take a sip on the way out. And I hope you all have a wonderful day, evening, whenever you're listening to this. And I'll see you in the next one.